Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of It's Relational. And on this episode today, we are live in the Bronx, here by, as you could probably see, Yankee Stadium, with a very famous track where a lot of people come to work out or act like they're working out. But today's episode, we got a special guest. And when I say special guest, I mean a big time guest, right? You know, he here right next to me some a lot of people probably recognize him a lot of people don't know me and this gentleman go back back you know i don't even know how far back <laughs> but you know it's just always love and respect and one thing i gotta say about him is anytime me and him link up we're supposed to do one thing we always get derailed and sidetracked and doing many other things it's crazy it's crazy but without any further ado I'm going to introduce him also. At the time of this recording, he's sitting at 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't already, go like, comment, and subscribe to his channel, Scott Bernhard. But without any further ado, please welcome Mr. Scott Bernhard. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Scott Bernhard, man. If you want to find me on any of my social medias, you can check me out on Instagram, Scott Bernhard, S-C-O-T-T-B-U-R-N-H-A-R-D. On Facebook is the same thing, Scott Bernhard. YouTube, Scott Bernhard. Um, check out the website as well. It's brand new, www.scottbernhard.com for online training and for events and everything like that. Driving on sunny days, we can skate. I got a place for you. This home that you put effort in, you told me it was made for two. The chances I would take for you to show you we're unbreakable. Every time we bonding. And when I'm in trouble, you give me out just like a bondsman. And kiss me in my sleep. When you feel them tears on my shoulder, you may weep. Even if it takes you weeks, I'll provide you what you need. For better or worse. At times we have broken up, but still made it work. For what it's worth, half of your burdens, I'ma help you hold that. It's relational, so I know that the soul It's a pleasure to be on, on It's Relational. Shouts to Kamar and his lovely wife. You know, that's family right there, man. I'm very, very honored to be here, man. For real. Thank you. Well, thank you again for coming on, you know, with me. You know, Danny's kind of around, so, you know, she wasn't here, but it's all good. But, you know... Scott, let's let's take a, a, a trip down memory lane a little bit. As much as I can remember and as much as you can remember. I know we date back to like 10 plus years. Right. <laughs> right. But I, and I think if I'm not mistaken, we met in retail. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I don't remember how it happened, but I, I just remember, you know, I, I hate to give, you know, the, the, the marketing or the free advertisement, but I, I know Nike Town was involved. Yes, Nike yeah 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 i feel i think what happened was me and him was both trying to get a nike town job at the time so i think we both rolled up for like an open house and then ever since then you know nike town didn't hire us you know they missed out obviously they, they, they missed out obviously <laughs> but we end up um, connecting on another you know sneaker retail store so shout outs to them but today's episode normally we highlight you know relationships and just kind of learn about people's perspective so we're not going to get too deep into scott's bernhardt relationship like you know romantic relationship but i think what is good to know is let's learn about scott bernhardt and how he got to where he's at today right so like that formal interview per se right so you know Really quick, Scott, let's, you know, do me a favor. Tell me, obviously we know your name, Scott Bernhard, but tell us how young you are, where you and your family from, your prof- your profession, your career. Like, let's get some of that nitty-gritty. Uh, peace, family. Thank you so much for having me on this wonderful platform. So, my name is Scott Bernard Oldfield. So, a lot of people don't know that my last name, my government name is Oldfield. So, Scott Bernard Oldfield. Bernard is my middle name. I was born here in the States. Both of my parents are Jamaican. 
Uh, my father's from Falmouth and my mother's from Warsaw, Chelani. So pretty much in the middle of the island, you know, so I was born here. Um, I'm 30 years young. I don't like to say 30 years old. I'm 30, <laughs> I'm 30 years young. I feel younger than I was when I was like 21 or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, I, I grew up in the Bronx. Grew up in the Bronx. Uh, the Bronx has always been a big part of me. I also grew up in Jamaica as well. I went to school in Jamaica. I went to Duns Robin Preparatory in Kingston. And I went to Heidel, uh, Heidel Preparatory, which is in St. Catherine as well, too. So I got experiences in the Bronx, in the concrete jungle, and I got experience in Donna Bush and Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, growing up was very interesting for me because... You know, growing up in Jamaica is very much different from growing up in the States. We, you know, it's very rural. It's very, a lot of land and things. Because, you know, I grew up in the country. My family's from the countryside. You know, so you don't see a lot of, like, electricity and, you know, technology and things like that. So growing up, I was very active as a child. We used to just run up on down and just climb Wollipa Tree and all them things. There. So, like, that was my activity, you know, growing up. And then the reason why I was sent to Jamaica because my mother wanted to finish school. You know, so shouts to Mama Love, Mama Bernhard. I see you. So she went to finish school, so she sent me down to Jamaica for me to get my roots and get where I come from and everything like that. The culture, you know. So I was raised by my auntie, you know, rest in peace, love you, auntie, um, by my grandmother, and I was mostly raised by women in my family. So, you know, growing up in Jamaica, it was beautiful. You know, you got some good experiences, some bad experiences, and things like that. And then from there, from Jamaica, I had to transition going back to the states. So when I came back to the States, I kind of had this very thick accent, even though I was born here. But like, you know, I lived in Jamaica. So like I came back from the States and had this very thick accent. And, you know, I had to like reconstruct myself and everything like that. But now I have like this superpower where I can go into my my Jamaican patois and I can just come back and say, all right, I'm from foreign. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, I mean, growing up, there was a lot of ups and, and downs, per se. You know, growing up uh, as a black man, um, single mother, being raised in the Bronx and everything like that. But one thing I've learned is, like, how to overcome my trials and tribulations to get me where I'm at today as a 30 years young man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, I, I think just culturally speaking for a lot of Jamaicans and, and you know obviously Jamaican parents they're very deep-rooted of culture right a lot of them a lot of you know parents if you will they they don't come from as you know people would say uptown if you will they usually come from you know Baka Bush Dunga Yad you know like a lot of places that are very rural and just didn't have a lot of financial means so culture when they come to the states is all that they really have and pride so they really instill that into you know a lot of the children so you would see like you know kids like myself Scott and many other you know children of um the first generation immigrants that really like just make sure they hone in and make sure we understand culture and pride so like scott said too i think you know um you know the kids have a, i think it's called code switching we can go from hey what's up to yo wagwan like yeah, instantly yeah, like instantly it is and i like to always say too you know when whenever we get i get into you know the culture or the language i feel like i'm a different personality like i feel like i'm more loud and boisterous and extra you know when <laughs> when we are speaking the part but you know when it's proper english like hey how you doing i'm okay you know very calm but yo right it's like different <laughs> So I appreciate you mentioning that, and of course, shout out to Mama Bernhard, you know, for all that she's done for you, and you know, rest in peace to Auntie, of yeah. course, because you know, family is everything, especially when they actually are there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
I have some more questions of getting through and understanding your story. But I think I missed. What is your profession? I know we kind of, you know, touched on where you're at, you know, in YouTube. But really, let's talk about your profession and maybe even some gigs that you got if you want to share with the people. So, um... Let me talk about what I was doing before I got into the profession that I'm in right now. You know, um, I sort of just like anybody else. Like, I've been working since I was 16. Mm -hmm. I don't know if some of youth counts, but I think it does count. You know, I, they took taxes out my thing. So, like, my first job that I ever did was summer youth, which is basically working in the summertime, working with uh, kids, children, being a, a guidance counselor to children, and just being pretty much a caretaker. So, I've been working since I was 16. And I've always been a hard worker. I've always been the one to work hard for my money you know and then from there going into um 17 18 college i used to work in gnc a lot of people don't know that so i used to work in gnc um around uh 14th street union square i used to work in gnc and i also used to work at the one near wall street and then from there um i worked at a sneaker store we call it you know super runners you know shouts to them shouts to them it was good to us you know what i'm saying and then with all those nine to five jobs and working for somebody else kind of led me to the passion of fitness like i had a passion for fitness right but i just didn't know how to monetize it i didn't know how to make money off of it and it was fine because i love what i love to do you know what i'm saying so throughout all those jobs right now i'm a full-fledged entrepreneur i don't work for anybody else i work for myself i have my own company which is scott bernhardt llc um i'm also a full-time content creator um part-time event host just i'm just a jack of all uh, jack of all trades if you would, uh, may say so I'm a full-fledged entrepreneur right now at this moment and also the fact that I'm using fitness and, and, and using things that I love to do to make monetary gain is such a beautiful thing so that's what I do right now motivating and inspiring the people with my voice and with my message wow wow so you do a lot you came from, you know, you know, I guess you want to say job to job, yeah. you know, living that essential paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Um, and eventually you got to that point where it said, you know what, I need to do this on my own. And I found a way to monetize fitness. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you, I know you got into like, you know, you got into fitness. What was that spark that really made you say, you know what, I'm going to get into fitness hardcore. And then I also want to make it, you know, I want to monetize it. Like, what was that catalyst for you? What was that turning point for you? I love questions like this because this is something I'm very passionate about so when i was talking about my fitness journey i was going back to like when i was 18 growing up let me tell you a story real quick so a lot of people don't know that i broke my right arm three times you know so i broke my right arm two times in jamaica and one time here in the states um first time i broke it in jamaica i was playing soccer and a dog started chasing me i don't know where i don't know where the dog came from it just like he teleported, like he instant transmission out of nowhere and started chasing me. I'm running for my life. You know, them Jamaican dogs, they vicious, you know, bite you up. So um, I was running. I tripped. I broke my arm the first time. Second time was a freak accident, like I like to call it. So when I was going to Heidel Preparatory Academy, <laughs> um, there was this girl that I really, really liked. Her name was Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. I hope you see me. Um nice you know say during that time and i wanted to impress her so the boys you know the boys the uh the upper class man was doing an arm wrestling competition and i wanted to you know i wanted to show how strong i was i wanted to show that you know i'm the man you know girl look at me you know what i'm saying so i got into the arm wrestling competition um things turned out very bad and i snapped my arm broke it 
had to have surgery the second time. Then the third time was another freak accident. I was playing kickball in the States and I kicked the ball. Yeah, kickball. So I was playing kickball and somebody grabbed the ball and threw the ball between my legs and I tripped and I broke it and I had bad nerve damage. Like I couldn't move my arm. Yeah, I couldn't move my arm. My arm was in a sling and I had to learn how to write with my left arm while I was in school. So that right there is a motivational factor for me right now to this day because the way how I do things and the way how I move and the way how I exercise, you couldn't even tell that I broke a single bone in my body at all. You know, when the doctor's doubting you, telling you, you're not going to be able to play sports. You're not going to be able to do this and do that. But, you know, I feel like because I wanted it so bad, I had to prove them wrong. So, but as far as the fitness journey goes, I say like about 18 in this beautiful park in um, Macomb's Dam Park, before it got renovated, I got introduced into calisthenics from watching YouTube. So I used to watch, shout outs to bartenders, shout outs to um, Team Bar Stars, shout outs to Team Beast Mode, shout outs to Barbarians, shout outs to all, everybody in the calisthenics realm. Shout outs to my mentor Q, Quincy, I appreciate you, love you. If it wasn't for those influences, I wouldn't be here today at all. I got to pay homage and I got to, um, you know, give flowers when flowers are due because as, let me shed some light on Q, my mentor. If it wasn't for Q, when I came in back in 2010, young, frail, chicken legs, you know what I'm saying? Everything you can think of. And we all start somewhere, and that's the beauty of it, right? So when I first came to this park, push-ups was trash. Couldn't do any pull-ups. Couldn't do any dips. I was, I was weak, you know? But to have somebody... That's a, a father figure and a big brother figure because I didn't grow up with my father. So during that time, I was looking for somebody to fill that void or somebody's to fill that void. So I had, you know, different mentors and things like that. And Q became one of my mentors and he showed me how to do a push up. He showed me how to do some squats. He showed me how to do some dips. So from there, it's like, OK, I'm getting mentored into this this lifestyle that I'm really starting to love. Right. And the more I did it is the more I fell in love with it. Now, where the, the, the career came into it was the social media. My first major social media that I started with was Instagram. And I just wanted to post workouts. I just wanted to post me doing some push-ups, some dips. And I got into freestyle calisthenics. I loved it. I just wanted to show it off. And then somehow my videos started to get a lot of traction from bigger pages celebrities started posting my stuff and things like that and people started to come up to me for personal training i didn't have a certification at that time but i am certified now but, but back then i wasn't certified and people was like hey man i'll pay you such and such for you to train me or whatever i remember one time i was personal training for free because i loved it that much I just wanted to be around people and just show them like, hey, this is a healthy way of living life. Hey, you can exercise and you, you can reach this goal. Right. I didn't really care about the money. Now I do. <laughs> but but that's the origin, you know what I'm saying? Time is money, you know, but that was the origin. That's that goes to show how much passion, how much love I had I I have for the fitness industry and I have for the holistic uh way of living life so that's when it started with social media on instagram well everybody loves a good origin story right because everybody's origin story is always drastically different from the next person so i can definitely wholeheartedly appreciate you know hearing how you truly got started into it and it's crazy those who got away with free training with him in the beginning y'all got away with murder and let me tell you something too there was times that i was giving out free training and free boot camps 
and nobody will show up. They show up one time. <laughs> they show up one time, right? And I'm like, yo, I'm doing this for free. I would think to myself, like, since I'm doing it free, people will show up. But one thing I've learned in this earth, 30 years living on this earth, is that when it's free, people don't value it. When it's free, people do not value it. That's why you need to value yourself and put yourself in a higher standard. That's when people start to attract to you. That's when the universe starts to bring certain people into your your, your circle and, 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 and people that you want to network, network with. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with giving free advice and free content, whatever the case may be. But for the things that's very, very specific that can change somebody, someone's life, there has to be value and there has to be currency behind it. When I started charging, that's when the people started coming and taking it serious. Wow. Listen, know yourself, know your worth. That, that's, that's all it really truly sums down to. That's all it truly sums down to. And, you know, thank you just for your transparent answer. Really, truly, thank you. Well, I also want to highlight something as well, too. Because, obviously, you are, you know, uh, you know, as you would say, a bodybuilder. Not really like a bodybuilder per se, but you just like to work out. <laughs> plain, and, plain and simple. But... Let's talk about your diet, because you mentioned holistic, right? So, what does your diet consist of? Are you vegan? Are you not vegan? Like, what's that about? See, I love to talk about this, too, because, you know, um, I'm from the Bronx, one of the most unhealthiest counties in the world. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I would love to talk about the origin, how I grew up, and where I grew up, you know? Where I grew up in the Bronx, Highbridge, it's a food desert. You don't have that much food that is nourishing and, and, and something that's going to be healthy for the body. Everywhere you go around the corner, there's a bodega, there's a liquor store, there's a Chinese food spot, there's a Kennedy, there's a liquor store. Everything that you can think of unhealthy on the block. So people start to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized. People start to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized. It shouldn't be normalized for you to go to the Chinese food restaurant every single day, destroying your kidneys, destroying your liver, destroying your body. But you don't know it because you're so programmed and trapped in the matrix because you think that you're just eating, but you don't understand that what you're eating is actually causing destruction, right? So I had to go through that. I, I, I'm, I'm the type that I used to eat the Giovanni's pizza, McDonald's dollar meal, you know, when I was a teenager and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So we all went through it. But when you start to have realization, then you can recover. I had to realize and I had to go through certain things. So right now I'm five years um, vegan, plant-based vegan. And um, I'll, let me talk about that story real quick. So... It's funny too because before I remember I used to make fun of vegans. <laughs> before, I, used to, <laughs> I used to make fun. Uh, like I will never eat plants. I will never like what call me chicken and oxtail and rice and peas. You know that Jamaican side come out of me. But you know sometimes you got to go through the hard times to realize that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So my hard time and my realization was when back in 2016 I'm into the calisthenics and I wanted to shoot a documentary called The World Is Your Gym. I caught an injury. When I caught the injury, my wrist was full of inflammation. Yes. So I, my wrist was full of inflammation. I went to good old the medical system of the West, the doctor. And when I went to the doctor, the doctor told me I have inflammation. Take this ibuprofen. Take this medication. You'll be okay. Now, me not knowing better, right? 
and most of us, we're going to listen to what the doctor says because at some, at some point, it's just the end all be all whatever he says. I don't know why, but it is what it is. I was listening to him. I took the medication faithfully for a month and a half. Nothing was working for me, family. Nothing was working for me. I got very depressed because now you talk, you're talking to a man that broke his right arm three times. And now I'm a full-fledged athlete. And now you're telling me I can't do pull-ups. I can't do push-ups. I can't do dips. I can't do anything that I love to do. Like, it really messed with my mental health. But I remember God reveals to redeem. And I remember when I had my iPad and I went into my iPad. I remember the doctor telling me inflammation. He didn't tell me what inflammation was. He just used the word inflammation. And it kept on going in my head. It kept on going in my head. Just re like just replaying, replaying, right? I took my iPad at uh, Google inflammation. It said meat was highly inflammatory. Now, when I seen that, it scared me. Because growing up from a Caribbean, oh, oh growing up from a Caribbean Jamaican background, you know, with that on the curry goat, the curry chicken, the cold foot, you know what I'm saying? Like, with that on them thing, the jerk chicken, you know what I mean? So, like, it's cultural food, right? So, when I seen that, I, I, I don't know how, how to take it, but I was very realistic with my approach. So, with my approach, I said, you know what? I know myself. I'm not going to go cold turkey overnight, yet I'm going to do some research. Because at this point, it's either I hear myself or I'm going to be forever depressed with this inflammation in my wrist. So, I did some research. I looked up some great healers. Um, rest in power, um, uh, Dr. Sabi. Rest in power, um, Dr. Leila Africa. And shout outs to the queen or queen of four. So, I looked up the three healers, the three holistic healers. You know, and from there I started watching more YouTubes about... Um, Going vegan, going plant-based, using food to, you know, let that food be that medicine, right? So, within eight to nine months of research and doing everything, back when I was in the modeling industry, I came back from Paris. I remember 2016 of March, I said, you know what? I'm going to go plant-based or I'm just going to quit the meat for one week. I did it. And the reason I was able to do it because I researched. I didn't go in there, you know, all willy-nilly and start eating McDonald's salad and whatever. See, that's the thing. You got to prepare yourself. The great Sun Tzu from the Art of War said, failure to prepare in war is blatant suicide. I had to prepare myself. All right? So once I prepared myself, I was ready to go in what I'm ready to go into. So fast forward. One week of going plant-based vegan. Probably the best. My skin started to clear up. I used to have like crazy blemishes on my face. My skin got cleared up. My, um, I, I slept better. I had more energy, whatever. Second week that I did it was the week that I got my wrist back. It only took me two weeks. Two weeks of discipline and fasting and, and, and going back to Mother Nature just to heal myself. Just to heal myself, family. And that was the origin of me going vegetarian for a year. When I went vegetarian... Then, you know, I'm going through the, 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 the roads of, you know, the eggs, the cheese, the milk, and things like that. Lo and behold, I quit those things in a couple of months. Then, the only thing that I had to quit was, like, honey. And I, 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 I replaced the honey with agave, and I was vegan within one year. And it's been five years on the journey, and I love it so far. I heard that correct. Five years. Five years vegan. Five years going on six. Six this year. Or next. Next next year all right fine but wow you hear the story i mean 
you know, there's so many things I got to highlight, right? You know, you know, uh, 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 failure to plan is a plan to fail, yes. 100%. So when you mentioned that, just instantaneously that came to my mind. But, you know, let food be thy medicine. Like, I think we've gotten so, I think it's really like a Western side of living, but, you know, Western civilization, where we feel like, you know, the healthcare and medicine is the only way to cure ourselves from any kind of ailment, whereas there's much more healthier alternatives and more natural alternatives. Like, he didn't even get into his story about CMOS. Don't let, don't get, don't get Scott started about CMOS, because he will tell you the benefits in and out. You know what I mean? But, you know, I just truly relate and resonate to your story, man. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, you know, the whole, you know, the arm breaking three times. And if you see him, you know, doing his pull-up, his, his his dips, everything, muscle. It's crazy. You wouldn't even believe he, he really broke his arm before. But it's so much I, I'd want to ask him, man. This is so much I'm going to ask him. <laughs> so, so, all right, all right. So, we got that, right? We, you're here now. At this point, you know, at this time of recording, 2022, what would you say is next for Scott Bernhard, right? I know you got some events that you were doing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shout it up. I'm not gonna load it up. I'm gonna let you talk about it. But, you know, what's next for Scott Bernhard? You know, like what is that next? Like, what should we look for next for you? Because I know you're becoming a man of. Uh, you know, they say a jack of all trades, master of none. Forget the master of none. He's a jack of all trades, master of all. You heard? So, what's next for Scott Bernhard? All right, peace, family. First of all, um, it's a lot of things that's next for me, man. Um, 2022 has been a great year so far, man. Um, all glory to God. All glory to my supporters. All glory to my mom, my friends, everybody that's been holding me down. Because, you know, we're all human and we all go through things. And I was going through a brief um, period of depression that, that really, really shot my mental health, you know. But... Just know that there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. But as far as like what I got um, coming up, um, now is the time. If you ever wanted to train with me, if you ever wanted to work out with me, if you wanted to build your body to the next level and have somebody that's going to keep you accountable, my online coaching services is coming soon. Um, check out the website. It's going to be on scottburnhard.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-B-U-R-N-H-A-R-D.com. All right, just sign up, and we'll see if you're a great fit for the program. And all the programs are custom-made, so this is not cookie-cutter. So this is custom-made like a tailored suit. You ever had a tailored suit? Exactly. Once it's tailored, nobody can wear it at all. This this is for you. All right. So we have the online coaching coming soon. I'm very excited for that. Um, as far as social media goes, um, we just cracked 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you so much, family, for that. So after the 300,000, we're looking at 400,000. You know what I'm saying? So that journey just keeps on going. Um, just please, you know, subscribe to the channel. Um, also. This is the year of me hosting events. So I'm also an event host. Um, I like to say that I had the pleasure and the honor to be the official host for Vegan Dare, which is the biggest vegan festival in the world. I am the host. Wait, say what? What's, what's the name of it? Vegan Dare. What is it again? Vegan Dare. Yeah. What, what, what's the point of Vegan Dare? What you said? Largest what? The largest vegan event in the world. Wow. 
So I am the official host for it. Um, so far, we did two cities. We did Miami and we did Chicago. Next up is coming Toronto. Then New York in September. Uh, California in October. And lastly, Dallas, Texas in November. So your boy Bernhardt is booked and busy. Oh, snap. Vegandale. See, I knew this for a long time. A lot of people also knew it too. But, you know, it just I wanted him to talk about it because, you know, Going back to what I said, a jack of all trades and master of all, you, you got to really see Scott, you know, I don't want to say perform, but get in his element. And when he's in an element, nobody can talk to him or nobody can chat to him. Uh, <laughs> Cold switch real quick. <laughs> so, and, and that's what I love about it, right? Or love about him. It doesn't matter. You can never catch Scott off guard, personally. You can never catch him off guard because he's always ready and willing. So... You know, it, it's just amazing. So, Vegandale, man. Vegandale is good, man. He showed a lot of love to Miami so far and Chicago. You know, the events were great. Obviously, now he's booked out and booked out and booked busy for the rest of the events. So, you know, at least if you're in the New York area, definitely pop out to Vegandale when it's here in New York. If you're in the, the Toronto area, pop out for that. And Dallas and Cali, pop out for those, man. And meet Scott himself. I think, man, you know what? If you're hosting Vegandale, right? I think you big and bad enough to actually host baby showers what's up what's up reach out to my management management at scottbrohawk.com <laughs> we'll see you know we'll see what we can do for you all right <laughs> we'll work with anybody as long as the check is there <laughs> i hear you i hear you man so you know we just had to shed light on that because you know there's a lot happening with Scott Bernhardt, right? We're not going to get into the romance of right now of all that because you know, that's, that's neither here or there right now. Right now, it's, it's about Scott Bernhardt continuing to progress. So I think I, I kind of want to you know, start to wind it down a little bit, right? And I want you to really just to end it with, you mentioned going through like a slight, you overcoming your depression challenge. Yes. So I want you just to really home in on that and, and talk about that you know, for everybody who's listening because everybody has a battle whether it's seen or unseen, right? So your story can obviously resonate and relate to a lot of different people. So, so I know you said you went through a challenge and you overcame that challenge of depression and so. So I want you just to tell, you know, the viewers, the listeners and everybody what you went through so they can relate and understand that even though everybody goes through a battle, some people go through it visibly, some people go through it privately. Let's just talk about it and hear how, you know, what was happening with you and how you overcame that. All right, so it was a month or two of the things, you know, life hits you. And sometimes when life hits you, life hits you very hard. So I'm just going to summarize it man um uh relationships you know relationship problems you know what i mean and that can really affect your mental health you know what i'm saying it can, it can really um bring you down i have you <laughs> what he said no, i was over here yelling saying facts no offense me and danny good but i'm just saying like generally speaking he said general all right generally. <laughs> but no but um to be serious you know on a serious note like sometimes you got to be able to find yourself man you never want to lose yourself in, in, in a, uh, a failing relationship, you know. And, and that's what happened to me. I lost myself. I lost my personality. I lost my joy. I lost my happiness. And with that happening as well, too, I was in some legal trouble as well. Can't speak on that. Um, it is what it is. But um, I, it's, I just felt like my whole world was crashing down, man. Um, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat at times. Um, I, I was full of anxiety, nervousness. Um, being unsure and with that being said I, I wasn't working out I lost a lot of my muscles and I, I was just not I was stressed and what and, and, and being stressed 
activates the hormone called cortisol. So my body was full of cortisol, full of stress. I started to break out. I I, I started to just question myself day by day, man. It, it, it was just a real bad mental breakdown. But like I said, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And with that being said, I had to do some self-healing. I had to do some self-accountability work. I had to surround myself with loving people, positive people. Shout out to Mama Bernhard. Because when me, when I was going through my relationship problems, whatever the case may be, granted, me and the young lady broke up, I went back to my mom's. I went back to mom's house. And some people may feel like it, 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 it's, you're, less than a, you're less of a man if you live with your mother. You're less of a man if you go back to your mother. Let me tell you something. That woman that carried you nine months in her belly, you know what I'm saying? And you go back to mama love, there's no love like mama love. Let me tell you something. When I came back home, I felt love that I haven't felt before in a while. I felt love. She said, son, don't worry. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. And just those words pushed me and motivated me. I got up like a phoenix. I got up like a phoenix, brother. And when my mother started to speak life into me, don't worry, son, you got this. All is well. Keep pushing. Keep grinding. Son, did you upload a video today? Wow. wow. I'm, 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 listen, shout out to Mama Brown. I remember. This son, did you upload a video today? Today is really nice. Maybe you should go out there and shoot some content. Maybe you should go and do this. Maybe you should go and do that. Let me tell you something, man. If it wasn't for her, I don't know where I would be right now, man, especially going through that. So shout out to Mama Bernhard. I love you so, so much. And on top of her motivating me and inspiring me, right, I have great friends in my corner. Shout out to Kamar. I appreciate you, my brother. I'm going to give you some flowers right now. We definitely had some man-to-man talk, and we talked about, you know, certain issues that I was having and certain problems that I was having during that time. And just to have somebody in your corner that's genuine and somebody that's willing to listen to you and somebody that's willing to to, to just um, listen to you and, and not judge you, it's just a beautiful thing, man. So I appreciate you. You're definitely a big part of uh, me um, being the man that I'm at, um, <laughs> being the man that I am today. All right, so I appreciate you, man. So that's how I got out of it. I, I I went back to my mom's. I surrounded myself with positive thinking and positive thoughts, and and here I am today, man. Wow, wow. Well, big up to you. I appreciate you with this, just throwing it, you know, back on my way. I, I wasn't expecting anything, you know, no cap. I, you know, I, I just appreciate it because this is your interview. So, you know, to incorporate me, I really just appreciate that. But, you know, what he really said, you know, right? is no love outside of a mother's love and if you have that right because i granted there's certain situations and relationships where you don't have that but if you do have that capitalize take advantage because some people truly do not have that so i respect your 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 decision to go back home because i rather you rather go back home than you know have so much pride and go in a shelter and do this and that and then even bring yourself further down you know what i mean and the most important thing too is like it's not like i went back home and I was just laying on the couch and not doing anything. I went back home and I started to grind more. I started to work more. And I started to just become even more motivated. You know what I'm saying? It's no place like home. But of course, sometimes you got to leave the nest. And I left the nest. You know what I'm saying? But when I went back to the nest, it, it brought me back into a place of humbleness. And said, you know what? This is home. Welcome home. All right? Now, 
Let's let's continue to work. Let's continue to build. Now is the time to save. Now is the time to invest. Now is the time to elevate yourself and become the best version of yourself. So I'm not just home sitting at home. Every day that I wake up, I'm putting out content. Every day that I wake up, I'm shooting new videos. Or I'm, I'm trying to get a new a brand um, partnership or a brand deal or whatever the case may be. So just get that out of your mind. It's always a, a state of mind of how you look at things, the perspective of how you look at things. You know what I'm saying? So even even though I'm back home with Mama Love, I'm still working yep. 10 times harder. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Hi, big dog. I hear you. I hear you. One thing you forgot to mention, well, two things you, well, one you mentioned already. You know, you got that, that you back home with mom, so now you get to save even differently. It's a different type of save when you're at home. Yeah, you contribute to the bills, but it's a different type of save. But one thing he said, well, he did leave, leave out because he's back home. Now he's getting that motherly love cooking. That mother love cooking. So, so you know, so here, I do more cooking than my mother these days. But shout out to Mama Love, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she made the smoked dumpling and the aki. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 hey, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the smoked, you know, because I'm, you know, yeah. No, aki with no sauces, you know, but she made the aki with the smoked dumpling, yo, in mud, with the color loo. Ital is vital. So don't tell me out here having vegan oxtail now. No. I'm against it. All right, big dog. We find out if we have beating oxtail and all this. My guy, my guy. But anyway, Scott, it's been a, a, a thousand percent a pleasure having you on. You. you know, I appreciate you coming through. You. Um, you know, my cup runneth over. That's my tagline that I always say with its relational. My cup runneth over. It ran over before we even started the interview. But you know, I just wanted to be transparent and say that now. So you know, as we wrap up, right? Just one last tip that you just generally have for the people you know just just you know gearing them for a better life and continue doing what they're doing so this one that one last tip you'd want to give everybody just better living, good living. just know that it's never too late just know that it's never too late man it's never too late to change your lifestyle it's never too late to change your living conditions it's never too late to to change your mindset it's never too late to change your health it's never too late to change your habits from being lazy to start working out it all it takes is a mindset and all it takes is willpower and taking the initiative so it's never too late family believe in yourself believe in your dreams and chase them relentlessly man it's your boy scott Brown. so i ain't gonna take any more from that i ain't gonna add to that because you close it out perfectly so with that being said to all those tuned in again don't forget to like comment subscribe share all the things even save scott bernhardt's work and also stick stick around i was gonna say stick tuned with uh it's relational as we continue to come through with some more candid and on the spot interviews and as i wrap up to all those tuned in have a great day a great evening a great night and to all those in the world stay blessed and be well